As the worlds of culture, storytelling, and technology collide, so too do the best and brightest minds within them. Welcome to Select Conversations, a podcast series brought to you by United Masters. This episode features a conversation on the explosion of Latin music culture around the world and what that means for the future of the music business with YouTube's AJ Ramos, superstar Snow the Product, and CEO of the Rancho Humilde label, Jimmy Humilde. Are you looking for a great option to bank or invest? Ally Financial is a leading digital financial services company with passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions. They are relentlessly focused on doing it right and being a trusted financial services provider to both customers and communities. Get with Ally to make the most of your money so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter to you. Go to ally.com for more information. That's A-L-L-Y dot com. What's poppin' everybody? It's Anissa Renee, and welcome to SelectCon presented by United Masters. You're tuned in to the future of music playlist curation. Like I said, I'm Anissa Renee, and I have the opportunity to sit down with these fellas right here. I got J1, head of hip-hop at Pandora, Albert Cook, artist relations at SoundCloud, and AJ Ramos. Artist Relations Manager at YouTube. How y'all feeling? Good. Feeling great. Marvelous. I'm perfect. It's so good. Happy to be alive. Happy to be breathing. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Love that. Well, I know everybody is excited as I am to be here. Um, So I want to go ahead and jump in because playlisting has been such a thing, not only in the hip-hop community, just across all music genres. Um, so I got to know, before we jump into the playlist side of things, I'm going to start with J1. How did you get into this career um, of playlist curating? God's good graces at the end of the day. I mean, I, I started out as a DJ. I was blessed enough to get on radio here in Atlanta on Hot 107.9. I worked my way up from an intern and eventually became assistant program director. And then I was a uh, program director and two different markets, Indianapolis and then Washington, D.C. And in um, 2019, I was recruited by Pandora to become the head of hip-hop. And I chose to relocate back here to Atlanta, which is like the culture, the, the epicenter of Black music, Black culture. So that's that's how I got to where I'm at right now. Love that. Albert, I'm going to pass it to you. Yeah, so uh, basically my journey started in grad school. So I graduated in uh, 2009 from NYU's Music Business Program. And through there, I was able to intern at different places. So um, my first internship was at Def Jam. Then I moved over to Warner Chapel as well as Atlantic Records. Um, and then Bad Boy uh, Recordings or Music Publishing as well. Um, and then I broke back into the industry. I went home for a little bit, originally from Baltimore. Um, started working as a marketing assistant at Def Jam. Worked uh, three years as a marketing assistant, moved up into a manager of artist development, um, which was kind of more so touring logistics, moved on from there. And I wanted to start working with emerging artists. So um, I saw an opening for an artist relations manager at SoundCloud. Um, and so I moved over to SoundCloud. And uh, basically, I've been there and got promoted to senior manager recently. Um, but typically, that's how I got into it. Oh, that's awesome. All right, AJ. Yeah, basically, um, I, <laughs> I got into the whole music business about 15 years ago. I did uh, 10 years of terrestrial and satellite radio from intern, street team, street captain, promotional sales supervisor, on-air personality, worked in the New York market, Las Vegas market. Um, at Sirius XM, I was a morning show host for Caliente. I was working for 
CBS, Telemundo, SBS, Internet Radio at the same time, just hustling and bustling. Then after 10 years of hard work and dedication, I became um, the first U.S. Latin music hire for Spotify in 2015 and started pushing curation and playlists at Spotify, focusing on Latin urban and tropical, but then later to Latin urban, tropical, Christian, and also um, Beast Mode, which was my baby, the number one workout playlist on that platform. I created that from scratch and built it to the 7.5 million followers it has today. Nice. And now, of course, <laughs> we're here at our YouTube Music, holding it down for artist relations on the Latin side, everything outside of Brazil. I got to give it up one time for all of those wonderful accolades from all of you guys. One of the, my favorite things um, that you guys said was that a lot of you guys had backgrounds in radio. My background is actually in radio. I graduated from West Georgia a few years ago. I was working with DJ Scream at Hood Rich Radio for some time. So hey, shout out to Atlanta and DJ Scream. Hood Rich. Um, but I got to know, with, with all that work, yeah, with all that working that you guys have been doing um, behind, behind the scenes for all these years, at this point, um, how do you start your day? Like, what does your average day consist of? And I know it's a lot of music. So give us a tea. Um, AJ, I'm going to kick it off with you. Yeah, so obviously before I can serve the world and cater to the world, I got to cater to myself. So my day starts with prayer, affirmation, it starts with worship, and then it goes into fitness, cell phone free. And then as soon as I get back from my workout, I try to attack the emails nice and early while everyone's still not on their email inbox yet. I attack the emails. I get on social media for a little bit, see what's happening, see what's going on, what what's cooking, what's popping, what's happening culturally. And then I dive into the music. Then I look into, you know, what's happening in the blogs, what's happening all over the place. But yeah, in between that, obviously, we have, I, I call I call artist relations the Navy SEALs of the music industry. We're kind of in there putting out fires, starting fires, um, getting called to crisis manage. So a lot of conversations, a lot of making things happen and making sure all our partners are served. But in addition to that, just making sure that, you know, everybody has an equal opportunity to embrace our our brand, our culture, and we're here to serve the community. But I got to start with me and then I serve the world. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I'm going to actually twist this question just oh. a little bit. Um, J1, we know Atlanta is is open right now. Um, so in terms of music and everything that you're listening to, I got to know what's on your personal music rotation right now. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it's a lot of stuff. It's all over the place, but, um, you know, a couple of people who I'm definitely checking for is Fujiano and Fushaisky out of Gucci Man's camp. Um, I, I, I love Money Moo, that hitting re- record, the remix is going crazy. And then I like the kid out of, uh, the DMV, 3-0 Black. Uh, I think he's dope. You know, the DMV is, you know, I spent some time out there and they're still, trying to find their identity when it comes to hip hop, but they have a lot of talent out there. And uh, I, I just think he's super dope because he's like a DMV trap rapper. Yeah. And that's like something you never really heard out of out of that area. So th- those are really like the, the up and coming people that I'm really listening to. You know, I try to catch them before they, they catch their big wave. Love that. Albert, same question. Um, Who's on your playlist? Uh, so for me, it's a lot of Afrobeat. So Thames, um, Wizkid, Davido, of course, they just came out. Um, uh, Amare was somebody I was listening to over the past week a lot. 
Um, in terms of like emerging hip hop, uh, there's an artist by the name of Hanani coming out of uh, Texas. Um, there's um, Dave State of Mind, who I listen to every once in a while, um, but pretty much is constant in the rotation. Um, I listen to a lot of R&B too. So like um, someone I've been listening to heavy is like Brandy Hayes. Uh, wow, I'm blanking. Um, Brandy Hayes is somebody I've been listening to. Who's somebody else I can say I listen to pretty heavy? Because I listen to like a lot of individual tracks. Um, but full projects, hmm, I'll leave it with Brandy for now. I'm trying to think of what else I've been listening to. A lot of jazz. I listen to a lot of Coltrane. Um, a lot of old school music too on the weekends. So um, that's Isley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty much everywhere. I noticed that I listen to a lot of tracks, like individual tracks, but in terms of old school music, I try to listen to full projects. Mm, and we can appreciate all of that. <laughs> but even if you can't remember all of them at the minute, I'm going to challenge y'all to give us to some of your favorite people on your social media later. Drop them on your story. All right, cool. um, but AJ, I'm not going to let you get out of this question. So I want to know who's on your playlist, too. So I'm, I'm a little all over the place, right? Um, kind of representing two cultures, 200%, right? Latino, Black culture, as we embrace the greatness. Um, I can go from Moneybag Yo to Tupac to Biggie to Bad Bunny, Natanaika No, Chucky 7-3 Gang from up in New York. Go back to some Nipsey, some Daddy Yankee, throw on some Lecrae, some Gavi, some jazz, some 90s R&B, some classic music. Getting some soul music, it all depends on the on the day and the mood of the of the vibe. So I'm all over the place. I'm melting pop. <laughs> I love it, and I got to make sure I I throw in there. We got Asia Graves, Jay Newton, um, like Albert said, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I like a little Luther Vandross every now and then. <laughs> um, but I'm all over the place too. So I love I love hearing all of that. Um, Albert SoundCloud has been the go-to place for a lot of upcoming artists for a long time just to put some music out there, let people hear it and get a buzz. Um, when it comes to playlist curating, how much do numbers really matter in order to be considered for a playlist, specifically on your platform? Uh, for SoundCloud, it's typically like about discovery. So you don't have to have like a ton of plays for it to be playlisted. I think it's just a matter about the quality of the music. Um, of course, numbers matter for like, if there's a big track booming on the platform, we're going to try to playlist it. Um, with our manual curation but for the most part I don't think it's really much about plays but more so about like engagement like if you're really trying to sell your music on your own social media platforms but if people are talking about your music on the platform like in the comments um, that kind of helps us on that end to kind of figure out if it is a dope track um, but for the most part it's not really about numbers for us it's literally just about the quality of the music and if we have a place to, to put it which we do uh, we'll support it for sure Mm, love that. And J1, for so long, uh, we've been using Pandora and we've been thumbs upping a lot of the songs that have come through. So for you, how much do the numbers matter on your platform in order to get playlists? It's a combination of everything. I mean, of course, we look at numbers. Uh, I, I look at what's going on on SoundCloud because they are the place for music discovery and stuff. And a lot of artists will put their music on a SoundCloud or on a YouTube before they even have like a distribution deal to gain their audience or figure out who their audience is. Um, so I look at things like that. And then also, of course, being in Atlanta, you've worked with Screen. I'm trying to figure out what's buzzing in the clubs, what's happening in the streets, what are the DJs talking about, and looking on social media, looking at, at TikTok. So there's so many places that I'm looking at as far as finding music and figuring out what the playlist is. And then at the end of the day, I still have to trust my gut. 
as a DJ, as somebody that curates playlists and stuff like that. So it's a combination of everything because numbers, numbers can be skewered, numbers can be manipulated, but, um, you know, people's reactions can't and your gut can't. So it, it's a combination of those things that really help me determine what gets playlisted and what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. And AJ, I got to I got to toss it to you real quick because you know, we we use YouTube for literally everything. We're going to school on YouTube, we're listening to music, we're even setting the vibe for our little hangouts just by putting music videos on screen. So, um I know on your platform we we started seeing more recently that numbers over there are mattering like in the grand scheme of things where we would see um, a million streams on Spotify and Apple music, but then we have like 5 million over on YouTube. So to get playlisted on your platform, real, let's be real. How much does that matter? I mean, look, right. Uh, and plus one to what these two legends are mentioning, there's something that I always like to say is that data can pick up trends and not culture. That is important. And of course it, it controls a lot of things, but the beautiful thing about YouTube, obviously, with the billion of people that are on the platform, is that we have two engines. We have the own and operated space, and we have the non-owned and operated space. And the beautiful thing about this is that just like SoundCloud, right? An artist up and coming, first thing they're doing is uploading to YouTube and, and checking, checking what's happening, seeing how fans are engaging. But one thing that I like to look at coming from my programming days, I believe numbers are important. But it's also a vicious cycle, right? Because how can numbers grow if you're not given an opportunity? Playlisting is important, but just like they mentioned, my A&R is also the cars. It's the DJs. It's the chatter. I remember when I, when I helped push and discover an artist such, a Panamanian Afro-Latino artist, I found, about, I found out who he was by asking someone at TSA in Panama, just saying, yo, who's hot out here? Yo, check out such. Who's hot? Such, such. I started looking at the artist. I started seeing his engagement also resonating what happens in the shows, right? Because people tend to forget BC right before COVID as to the shows. So I think numbers are important. However, with a platform like YouTube, you can start building your own, your own hype, creating your own buzz. And that's when you start leveraging when it comes to deals. So gut is important. Heart is important. Soul is important. Numbers are important, but let me good music speak for itself and the hard work these artists do to get the music to the right ears. Love that. So p- playlisting has given artists or non-artists like myself who don't maybe don't rap or don't sing the opportunity to sit in an artist's shoes. And when I say that, I mean, we're now trying to figure out how to sonically categorize our playlist so that if we wanted to get the aux pass to us, it sounds good all the way through. In our own right, in my own right, I'm a DJ. Sorry, J1. I don't mean to come for your title. <laughs> I'm a DJ in my car. Um, so in your, or in your opinion, what makes a playlist successful, AJ? What makes a playlist successful? Authority, impact, discovery, opportunity, and cultural relevance, right? Once you can take care of all those things and actually have fun where people are excited to go into the playlist where not all playlists look the same. Right, I think is what makes a playlist successful, and obviously the growth, the DAU, the daily active users. But I really do think the authority, like the name of the playlist, um, the impact, and how people go to that playlist to discover music makes a playlist successful. And obviously, you know that cultural connection where people can relate to the name of the playlist is super important. Yeah, 
Okay, I'm gonna need you to run those four points back though, because I know there are people out here taking notes. And if this was a PowerPoint, okay. I would have done it in. Oh. I got you. I got you. I wish authority, authority, the name of the playlist, making sure it has the power and that people feel connected to the playlist. Impact. Once you get added on that playlist, everyone can see the power of that playlist and how the artist has grown and has gone to another level. Discovery, right? You want to break artists, playlists have become a new form of A&R and the DJ. You got to make sure you have that discovery and you have those gems. And obviously cultural relevance. Someone understands what's the name of that playlist, how it is important to the culture. This is why the culture has to curate these playlists and the marketing and promotion has to be driven by the culture. But that's a whole other conversation. I love it. And that's when I go, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Day one, same question for you. What makes a playlist successful in your opinion? I mean, after that <laughs> answer, what am I supposed to say? No, I'm always like, I would say, first and foremost, what was the playlist originally made for? Who are you trying to target? Um, I, I always equate like, or use the, the, the analogy, playlists are similar to restaurants. So if I make a, 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 a restaurant that I'm serving burgers like McDonald's and stuff like that, and then, you know, I try to, all of a sudden I'm known for giving out burgers or fries, but then all of a sudden I try to offer somebody pizza, my customers are going to look at me crazy. It's kind of similar with playlists and everybody says, oh, I want to get on your biggest playlist. But if you're an up-and-coming artist, you're not ready for that. That that might hurt you more than it can help you because I might put you on that playlist. And like AJ said, if you don't have that impact on there or your analytics aren't good, you're going to get pulled off after a week or two weeks for something that's better, that's something that fits what that pay playlist was designed for. So there are a variety of playlists. There are playlists for music discovery. There are playlists for just the biggest hits are out there. There are playlists for like 90s hip hop and, and, and 80s hip hop and 2000s hip hop. A playlist could be whatever you want it to be. It just has to serve that purpose. So I, I think, you know, what makes a playlist very successful is, okay, if I'm, if I'm making a 90s playlist of, of 90s hip hop and R&B, I'm going to hit on all those hits that take people somewhere. And then I think that's what makes it successful. And if you accomplish your goal, then people are going to listen to it from start to finish, you know. But if you say if you're kind of all over the place with your playlist and saying, "Oh, I'm gonna make a a hits playlist," but you have a whole bunch of new music on there, then your playlist isn't going to be successful. So it, it really just comes down to what your playlist was meant for and who's your target audience for that playlist. Mm, that makes sense. And Albert, dropping gems. Damn. They're coming, they're falling from the ceiling. I'm just trying to grab them. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Um, <laughs> Albert, so it's, it's a similar question, but I gotta know at this point, does the length matter? Because we're seeing some people, they give us a little EP playlist, or we're going Chris Brown Indigo Long playlist. So is there a happy medium? Do you prefer people to do a long playlist, or you just like to keep it short? It's an album. I mean, I think I would just like to be consistent. So if there's a certain metric in terms of every week, if a certain playlist has 30 tracks, I'm going to look for 30 tracks every week. I don't want it to be 20 tracks one week, 50 tracks another week, because more than likely I, I'm not going to be able to consume 50 tracks in one sitting. Um, the songs are shorter, 
So for me, it's like you should be able to playlist as many as you need to. Um, but just to piggyback off what they were saying, like for me, the impact of the playlist, the discovery in that same playlist, as well as the flow of the playlist are probably the most important thing. So for me, the length just has to, the length of the playlist just has to meet those three different types of criteria to, to keep me engaged. AJ, everybody wants to get involved on YouTube. Everybody has a channel, whether it's through their Gmail account or it's through just creating it themselves. So what would you say is the best way for artists to develop relationships with you and your platform, um, as well as getting on other playlists? Real quick, AJ Ramos, R-A-M-O-S at Google.com. Hit me up. I'm here to serve. That's one. Second, what I what I tend to tell a lot of artists, especially coming from the programming side and being here on the artist relations side now, is just do the work. Make good music. Make sure that your music has quality. Make sure that it's being handled in the in the right way. Do the work and the due diligence outside of the playlist, your PR, your brand, just keep building and making that noise because believe me, correct me if I'm wrong, programmers, last thing a programmer curator wants is to be left out of a moment when an artist is buzzing without them. Playlists are powerful and they create super important impact. However, it's also made the artist a little lazy. They're like, all right, I'm on a playlist, I'm hot. No, let's hit the streets. Where's your PR? Where's your blog game? Where's your digital game? That's super important. In addition to that, artists, listen, everyone's on LinkedIn. Get on LinkedIn. See who these curators are. Go to their website. See who, see who, see who the IGs are for each, each, each brand and start reaching out. You know, obviously, there's a difference between being hungry and thirsty. Be passive but yet aggressive. Couple likes, couple comments, yo, good stuff, share a playlist. You know, you don't want to be spamming somebody, but trust me, keep working, keep making the groundwork, start researching, just like how you're making a line for a pair of cakes or you're online scrolling, start researching and creating your database because while you build your band and you're growing, these programmers are going to find you. But if you need me, ajramos at google.com, hit me up, I'm here to serve. And he dropped his email twice. So y'all better have got it. Albert, same question. How can people develop relationships with you and SoundCloud? Um, I know people can go on SoundCloud and upload their music whenever they want to, but you specifically, because y'all really are the button pushers for music right now. So give us a peek. So I'm just going to drop my email. So it's AC at SoundCloud. Thanks, AJ, for the inspiration. Um, so that's one way you can connect. Um, Instagram is probably another way. I think AJ touched on a lot of points. I think doing all the research you can, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's going to conferences and meeting people, whether it's like just scrolling the internet and figure out who works where, it's probably the easiest way for you to reach out to someone at any of, any of our respective companies. Um, in terms of SoundCloud, reaching out to someone who works on the artist relations team or anyone that works at SoundCloud, um, they'll loop you directly in with the music team and kind of set you up that way so that you'll find out all the things that we can do with your releases as well as like how we can support you on the platform and give you tips on how to grow yourself in terms of your audience. So, Perfect. And J1, I've had the pleasure of sitting in on one of your conversations specifically with DJ Scream and also Eric Bellinger. Um, the two of them linked up. And so you have done a ton at Pandora. Yeah, you've done a ton at Pandora and we appreciate you for those um, awesome opportunities to just sit down and hear what goes on behind the scenes. 
Um, so for you, while I would also love if you so choose to give your information to the people, what does the future of playlist curation look like in your eyes? Uh, sure. Uh, my email is jrayford, J-R-A-I-F-O-R-D at pandora.com. I think the future of curation or playlisting, it's kind of happening right now. It's artists having their own tools and their own ways or platforms to get their music out there. I mean, AJ kind of touched on it as far as like artists doing the work. Each streaming platform has some sort of tools that artists can use to boost up their streams or get more visibility on on the platform. Because you got to think about it. There's so many artists out there. There's no way that we could possibly playlist everybody. So uh, I know, you know, and AJ can probably speak on this better, but if you're an artist and you have like a song on YouTube, why aren't you running advertisements for your song? You know, it's not really all that expensive, but it's a way to increase your audience and increase your views. SoundCloud has tools for artists. Pandora has tools for artists. Spotify, the list goes on. But again, it's about putting in the work. You know, you could wait around all day for one of us to find you or playlist you, or you could take matters into your own hands and really use these tools. And these tools are only getting better as the technology gets more advanced and stuff like that. So I think you're going to see more of that artists, you know, taking advantage of these tools and, and really engaging with these DSPs. And for me, if you want to really get my attention and really get me to force my hand to playlist you engage with my platform, use the amp tool that we offer. It's a free tool. Use next big sound and tell me about your stats on next big sound. And if you're able to do that and I'm like, oh man, you already got traction. I haven't even playlist to you. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to show you some love because not only are you putting up the numbers, but you're using my platform to do so. AJ, I kind of want to toss it to you because day one said you could expound on that just a little bit more. But I have to say, I have sat in on a few YouTube conversations since I've been in quarantine. It's been about eight months now. <laughs> So I've been in on a few of them and everybody keeps saying the same thing. Similar to what Jay once said is that where you really win is investing in yourself through the advertisements. So everybody's so focused on, hey, where can I put my money? Hey, can I pay this person to play my song? Mm. Pay for an ad. Thank you. Thank you so much. I got excited. I pressed uh, I pressed the mute button <laughs> over here, but drop it, drop in gems. Um, I think like, like Jay just mentioned. It's, it's super important that you embrace and educate yourself with each platform and the ecosystem of each platform and the programmatic and promotional packages that each platform has and how each platform has its own digital marketing. Marketing. It's super also important to understand how the playlist network or syndicate works for each platform. You pull up to someone on a DSP and you're fully absorbing everything that's happening on their platform, like Jay mentioned, he's going to be like, I... Cool, bet. But on the YouTube side as well, once again, I, I mentioned this, um, th- this, this metaphor that Leo Cohen used about the, about the two engines, right? Um, we have this, I feel that the future of playlisting is also where all of you right here are, are tastemakers, are, are, are brand ambassadors, are cultural curators. People are also interested in what you're listening to and what to these blogs are listening to. 
And as I could imagine how the demand is on playlisting right now, it's crazy because it's a form of radio. I feel that the independent playlister and the world outside of the own and operated, I call it the wild, wild west or the streets, independent playlisters or tastemakers or influencers are now the new digital street mixtape. So once again, it's also saying, yes, they're going to playlist you and program you, but you have to do that work outside of the own and operated world. You can't just depend on that. And once again, I can only imagine the music that comes over to Pandora, that comes over to SoundCloud, and you know, there's not enough hours in the days to consume all the music. So you have to make sure that you're doing the work as well. And I feel that one of the future of playlisting is more impact on the independent playlisters, branders, bloggers, tastemakers, athletes, people like yourselves that are here in this chat that can also drive impact, authority, cultural relevance, and discovery. So basically what I just heard is connect with your friends who are influencers, just have them even listen to your song. I thought it was very interesting. Not that long ago, I was scrolling through some playlists and I came across an internet music playlist and it was literally, y'all, I am a TikTok addict, okay? I can learn a dance in a second and I find all this new music and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that song so much. Um, so yeah, it, it's just amazing what's happening through even platforms like TikTok and Dub Smash and how we're finding out about all this new music. And it's really through, yes, tastemakers, but a lot of teenagers as well. Um, so I would even suggest tapping in with them. Don't be a creep or nothing, but definitely tap in with your team because those are the <laughs> ones really, really, really pushing the sounds right now. Um, Albert, before we slide up out of here, because I could ask y'all questions all, all day long, mm-hmm. but I'm going to just make people hit y'all up in the email. Um is it important or necessary, do you feel, to have blogs or publications in your back pocket? I know we just said reach out to your tastemakers and your influencers, but people are still into that that hard copy, that write me down, that the shade room, things like that. So what do you think? I mean, I think it's, it's very important in terms of discovery. I think it's good for you to have people that are writing about your music and fostering conversation in different spaces where you don't necessarily have to be there. Um, I think fostering a relationship and building a relationship in terms of Future releases is really important so that like everybody wants to be a part of the discovery from the beginning. So they want to be the early adopters. They want to be the ones to say, yeah, I knew that artist was going to take it to the next level. I knew they were eventually going to make it. And blogs and um, mediums like blogs, they literally do that for you. So it's really important. I wouldn't say necessarily have them in your back pocket, but basically to foster a strong relationship with them. And like, don't disregard any type of blogger or don't disregard any type of blog and saying it's not big enough or no, anyone that's willing to write about you, it's big enough for them to write about you. So like appreciate it because a lot of artists wish that someone would just take a chance on them at any moment. So I think it's really important for you to have those relationships. Yeah. And one one of the things I want to close with is because I know a lot of people ask me is like, what exactly am I listening for when I'm checking out a new artist? A lot of the sounds these days do kind of sound a little bit the same, but I feel like we're getting out of that. Maybe just a little bit. I go to SoundCloud for my cleanse because I just never know what I'm going to get. Um, so day one, I'm going to kick it off with you. I need your DJ ears. What are you listening for when you're like, okay, that's a hit, and I believe I'm going to put this on a playlist? It's not really one particular thing that I'm listening for. It's just like you know it when you know it. It's like when when a song comes on, whether you're in your car, you're in the club, or you're working out, it just, it just like creates an emotion. It creates a feeling, or you just rock into it. You're nodding your head to it. You know, you're running it back. 
if if I get those feelings or if I'm hooked like within the first 30 seconds, then I, I, I already know it's like there's something about this record. And I think if you're an artist, you should have that mindset. Like I want to capture people within that first 15 to 30 second window because that's my that might be the amount of time that you get before they either skip or if they listen to it on the radio, change the channel or whatever. So, you know, keep that in mind. It's like you want to capture the audience right off the rip. But like for me, there's not really anything in particular that I listen to. I, you know, I've heard hits, trap hits. I've heard, you know, backpacker hits. It just, a hit is a hit. Good music is undeniable, and it comes in so many different forms and fashions. Well said. Amen to that. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been going back and forth this whole time about asking y'all, just piggybacking off of each other, and you guys have all said, well, how do I go after that? So I'm not going to make you, Albert or AJ, go behind J1, because he definitely just dropped the bars, but it's not just one thing. It's a few things. And for me, I was always taught, you know, if I'm going to introduce myself to someone, have my elevator pitch ready. If that beat's not busting, when it comes on, come on, it's rap smack. It's rap. So introduce yourself with your beats, with your music, with all that good stuff. If I could take away anything from today, it's one, obviously, all of you guys are super dope. And I appreciate you for sharing not only your gems, but your email addresses with the people. Again, I hope everybody was taking notes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> AJ definitely set y'all up for the okie doke. Oh, good. Um, now, also, listen, make man, sure that's, y'all... That's, that's love. I'm sorry, that's love. I mean, it look is. at that. That's power. We're, we're connecting our people and, and giving people another opportunity. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I get excited. The Latin in me. No, it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's all good. We continue to pay it forward. We're reaching back and we're bringing people up. I love and appreciate you guys for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all make sure you check out all of their platforms, Pandora, SoundCloud, YouTube. Get involved. See what they have coming up next. That's how you get through the door is checking things out before you get to them. With that being said, I'm Anissa Brene, your moderator for this wonderful afternoon, and you're tuned in to Select Time presented by United Masters. Peace. Yeah.